Welcome to the Person Player Professional Podcast, a show to examine the institutions and organizations where our vocation became our identity. I'm your host, Alicia Carrillo. All right, welcome to another episode of Person Player Professional. Um, what's been going on? Okay, so solo episode. I know I did one a couple weeks ago, but we're back. Uh, life's been chaotic lately. That would probably be a gross understatement. Um, so yeah, we're just going to roll with it. Just a lot going on. A lot of changes, a lot of potential changes. I will obviously dive more into those as they come. Um, but for now, it's kind of like everything is up in the air and we'll just see what happens. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm drinking actually a mocktail right now. I am not going sober, um, but have just not felt like having alcohol at all for the past week. Um, it's one of those things where it's like, I genuinely enjoy trying new wines, you know, trying new cocktails. I bartend, like I'm actually interested in like the science behind what makes a drink taste good. I'm going to breweries, things like that. And then of course the social aspect, but I'm like, I have just really been enjoying like my head feeling fucking clear lately and like 100%. So we're rolling with that. Um, Okay, so today's episode is about kind of my journey through fitness. I kind of fucking hate the word journey. It's annoying, but that's what we're going to get into. Um, I actually sat down and kind of wrote out an outline for this episode, and I was like, wow, here's some things that I had not even yet realized myself. So I think it's a good one. Uh, I know a lot of people struggle with exercise, struggle to make it a part of their routine, struggle to enjoy it, struggle with all of those things. And it's one of those things where I've always kind of been like, I don't want to say it's like come natural for me because it definitely hasn't. And you'll hear about that in this episode, um, in ways, but also like I've worked in the, you know, quote unquote fitness industry in some degree for a long time now. Um, you know, pretty much my whole career. So sometimes I, I feel like kind of an asshole sitting here telling people like, do this, do that. And it's like, yeah, of course I make time to exercise. Um, it's literally my job, not the exercising, but you know what I mean? At the same time, and I actually didn't include this in, in my outline. So I'm going to include it now. There was a time, and it's actually happened to a lot of coaches when I was working in the private sector, um, in strength and conditioning where I probably exercised the least since kind of going on this quote unquote journey. Um, and kind of because I was just really tired of being in the gym that, and I was burning both ends of the candle. I didn't really have a lot of time some days, like it might be 30, 45 minutes here. And I was just like, fuck, do I really want to squeeze in a workout? You know, like, And so I see that happen to a lot of coaches actually, where they kind of like burn out from it because they're around it. Also, when you're trying to work out at the gym that you work at, it's really hard because people come up to you constantly asking for things, needing things like this, that, and the other. Um, I know coaches that have actually gotten memberships at other gyms just so they can like go to a space where no one knows them and find joy in exercise again. So anyway, that's my little sidebar. We're going to get into it. Okay. So I love everything about training. 
honestly, the process, the results. I love being a coach. I love learning about it, helping myself, helping others. I love it on the zoomed out 60,000 foot level. On the day-to-day level, fuck no, I don't love it, okay? So in this episode, I want to talk about my journey, or rather the process I have gone through to become the type of person who has a healthy relationship with exercise and myself and has ingrained it into my identity. So I value my body. I value my health. I value challenge. All of these things are expressed through my commitment to moving my body almost every day. But it wasn't always that way. So a little background for me, I grew up with parents who valued movement, especially my mom. She coached and brought us to the track every day. She ran almost every day herself, probably every day, actually. Like she's the type of person that was like, I'm just going on a 12 mile run, like casually. (laughs) That was not me. Um, So sport was a part of life and that was non-negotiable. Like it wasn't a matter of if we would play sports, but which ones we would play. And I loved it. I loved competing, being a part of a team, trying new things. Like playing sports was as much a part of my life as going to school was. It was what mostly everyone did, you know, going to school. And for me, it was like, you go to school and you play sports. Like that was it. It wasn't, it wasn't a question. So my first year actually without organized sport was my freshman year of college at USC. And I, I hated it. I, I felt like I had lost that physical drive even that community, everything. Um, and so I walked onto the track team at USC and we all know that story. If you don't tune into, I think it might be episode seven called being a college athlete mistakes I made and grace I gave myself. But for those of you who aren't familiar, just long story short is an injury cut my career short. And I think partly because the sport was so ingrained in my life that I didn't give it the attention and effort it deserved Um, And I know that sounds a little counterintuitive, but hear me out. I really took it for granted. Like I thought it would always be there because it always had been, even though I kind of, you know, went through that brief period, that first year, not having it. I knew in my, in the back of my head, like it wouldn't actually always be there, but I never really considered a reality without it. So that's where I kind of felt like I fell short of, you know, appreciating it and giving it my all, which I dive way more into in that episode. But anyway, it happened to me. I lost that thing that I was required to show up to for multiple hours a day, pretty much every day of the week that got me moving my body and being athletic and competing and doing all those things. And then something else happened with it. So I wasn't moving my body as much and I started to dislike it. And I suddenly became concerned about my physical appearance in a way that I never had been. The funny thing was, I don't think my physical appearance changed all that much. I mean, I was injured a large part of my time at USC, so I wasn't exactly exactly crushing it in workouts. Like I did my physical therapy and I, you know, would bike for 45 minutes, like very leisurely or <laughs> whatever it was I was supposed to do. Um, And on top of that, I certainly wasn't taking care of my diet. Like I literally didn't know how to cook still. I was eating, you know, at the dining halls or getting Subway or whatever else was available. Um, I remember like just orange chicken, Panda Express. I think I mentioned that before, like, oh, that's cooking. And then drinking, not obviously, but I did like dive headfirst into the party scene. So really like my body composition after I stopped doing track probably didn't change all that much. But it didn't matter. What mattered was I felt worse. 
like all of a sudden I felt sluggish and dare I say like kind of fat and I, I like you know looking back I'm like I was never that way and so I, I kind of feel like a dick for saying that but like that was my perception all of a sudden and it was like an instant flip it was like I lost this thing where I'm moving um and I was feeling bad about that and so all of a sudden I equated that to like I've gained weight and I don't look good, even though I probably literally looked the same. So anyway, I started trying things. So I started running. I would do like, you know, 15 minutes on the treadmill, like really crushing it, um, doing like the elliptical. I would go to classes at the gym. I tried cycling. I tried yoga. I thought like beach body was going to be it. Like all of these different efforts lasted about a month each. I didn't like anything. And it also wasn't mandatory. Like no one was making me do it and I didn't enjoy it. So I quit and I quit again and again and again for about a year. So that was kind of my first year out of college athletics and just athletics in general, like organized sport. I had a really hard time finding something that was going to stick because I, yeah, I, I don't know. I was going about it the wrong way, I guess. Um, Cause like I remember I said, I had this mindset shift where suddenly I wasn't equating movement with like how it made me feel good, but rather I was equating it with how I looked. And at this point I was still unhappy with myself and my body. And what started as a very, very easy and obvious problem and solution that I missed, missed pushing myself and the way it made me feel. And so I should probably find a way to push myself again, turned into a very complex problem of I don't like the way I look and I want to find something that will help me look the way that I want. So that pivotal moment, like that I've talked about that mindset shift set me down a dangerous and unhealthy path for years. If I had just moved my body to feel good and test my limits, like I did in sport and not to achieve a certain aesthetic, which I hadn't even achieved in sport, everything may have been different, but this problem deepened when I came across bodybuilding. So after I was out of college, I got in the gym. Um, you know, I had seen some friends post some things on Facebook, like these transformations. This was when this was like becoming really popular, like before and after eight week, 12 weeks. So I started training like body part splits. I discovered macros. I started scrolling Instagram endlessly and Pinterest and became addicted to these like physiques, um, that I was seeing. And through that, my relationship with myself and my food started to deteriorate even further. So I'll, I'll talk about the kind of the food component deeper in another episode. But, you know, I'm looking at these meal plans on bodybuilding.com and it's like eat six egg whites for breakfast and like lean chicken and asparagus for lunch and tilapia and broccoli for dinner um, and like three protein shakes. And I was like, okay, well, this is it. Like, this is what I got to do to look like these girls. Um, I was also starting to discover CrossFit at the time, but I was also partying all the time that first year outside of college, but I was starting to become the person who trained regularly. Um, although not necessarily motivated by the right reasons. Okay. So I'm in the gym now, probably three to four times a week. Um, pretty consistently, but I'm totally fueled by the wrong things. I did take a break from all of that when I moved to New York and really just like put my life fully on cruise control. I quit working out. I basically ordered out every single meal. I mean, we're talking like 
when you're searching for a, an apartment in New York City, there are ads that are like roommate wanted requirements, like does not cook. Because <laughs> people literally use their kitchen as storage. Like this is a very real thing, okay? So anyway, I'm ordering out every meal and I'm spending most nights in the bar until 3 a.m. This was literally the, probably the most unhealthy that I had been in my life from like just a, I don't know about like mindset stance, but just like what the choices that I was making, what I was doing. So when I left New York, you know, not even a full year after I arrived, I was literally embarrassed to take my shirt off for the first time in my life. And I couldn't remember the last time I worked out and I felt terrible about myself. Like I had gone from, you know, thinking I was in this good place of like, I'm working out three to four times a week. I was, you know, kind of counting macros and calories to just free fall. Um, really both versions of myself were unhealthy, but in different ways. Um, so yeah, so I dove in head first. I started CrossFit and I loved it. Um, like fully started, joined a CrossFit gym membership. Absolutely loved it. I loved that I was getting to push myself. Um, you know, just the, the strength and the power and all that. But with CrossFit came paleo. And those of you who aren't familiar with paleo diet, it's basically like, I don't know, trying to eat like the way our ancestors ate, like, like cavemen, like as close as we can get to that. So I did like a whole 30 where (laughs) you remove anything processed pretty much. Um, yeah, it was not fun. Anyway, I, <laughs> I'm realizing now I can't really do this episode without talking about how messed up my relationship with food got. So we're going to kind of try and to weave that in there. Um, but yeah, so I loved pushing myself at CrossFit several times per week, trying to PR and get stronger, but I was also hyper fixated on eating clean. Uh, and I lost the weight. Like I looked great, I guess. But if I'm honest, like, especially during that whole 30, I was starving. But at the same time, that athletic identity started to strengthen that one that it was both tied to appearance and performance, but either way, it was the one that was getting me to move my body three to four or five times per week. So I continued with CrossFit for a while, uh, but eventually when I moved overseas to Sweden, I switched back to sort of a bodybuilding style, bodybuilding style training. Um, And that was just because there was a CrossFit gym in my town and I enjoyed it at first, but after a while I just didn't really start to feel like that same community sense, I guess, that I got, uh, from my one in Hawaii. So I got a gym membership and decided to just go with that. So like I said, two things were happening at the same time. I was falling in love with fitness and with pushing myself and achieving new goals, but I was also falling more and more out of love with how I looked and I wanted exercise to change that, to fix it. But the deeper I went on that journey, the worse things got. I wanted to peer in the gym, and I also wanted to deprive myself of food. I wanted to count macros and track everything and never bulk, but wonder why I had no energy in the gym and wasn't getting stronger. I loved deepening my learning of anatomy and how the body worked, but I cared more about how I looked and having a six-pack than my actual performance. Though maybe I definitely, maybe, I definitely would not admit that at the time. Also, I didn't have a six pack, by the way. (laughs) Um, So it was after Sweden when I started my strength and conditioning career that I started really committing to strength training for the first time. So 
Let me preface this by saying I never feared heavy weights and I never feared getting bulky. So I'm grateful for that because I do know that is something that a lot of people, especially women, have struggled with and partly because our society has just been kind of messed up. Like I actually remember a coach saying to me when I joined the track team, not a coach, sorry, a guy that worked in athletics at another university being like, well, be careful, like make sure you don't get those big legs or something. But I didn't really ever care about that. In fact, I kind of wanted the opposite. So like I said, I was like obsessed with these bodybuilding physiques, um, CrossFit, high level CrossFit competitors who were just like jacked, you know, had, you know, delts, quads, hamstrings, popping out, obliques, all of that. So I am grateful that I didn't, I didn't fear that because I could really lean into strength training. So I dove head first and I was obsessed with getting stronger, building more muscle and looking less like a string bean. Um, but I was still motivated by aesthetics. So my relationship with food continued to deteriorate and I continued to try to burn both ends of the candle by chasing PRs and what I thought was the ideal body. You know, I wanted to look jacked and lean and all of that, but I also wanted to be strong and be able to squat this much, clean this much, whatever. And when I felt like I was lacking in either of those areas, I upped my training. So it got to a point where I was training one to two, maybe more hours per day, seven days a week, most of the time. And if I missed one day at the gym, I got really antsy and anxious. And I, if I missed more than that, like, well, quite frankly, I didn't. I, I remember going to the gym sick, like, you know, um, the weight room or whatever, not really be, like being around other people, but not feeling well, pushing myself through workouts, being, you know, hungover occasionally, pushing myself through a workout, um, tired, running on little sleep, staying up way too late. I remember like having to fly out somewhere at like 6 a.m. So I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm going to get to the gym at 3 a.m., make sure I can get the workout in or whatever. Just kind of crazy things to make sure like I hit all my workouts. And it went on like that for years. And then suddenly things changed. So my relationship with food and my relationship with exercise both began to heal. Why? Because I wanted to enjoy my life. And that's honestly the answer. I have thought about this so much because I'm like, okay, yeah, I was in therapy, but like I, I didn't talk to my therapist about any of this at all. Um, I do think therapy helped because, you know, you use those same coping mechanisms and strategies. But anyway... It wasn't like, I mean, I tried sometimes, like I tried looking at like reading books and doing this and I didn't feel like any of it worked. It, it started to work. Like I knew something was wrong. Like I wasn't having fun anymore, you know, like being obsessed about food and the gym and workouts. It's not fun. Like life's not fun that way. So it changed when I wanted to enjoy my life. I wanted to eat out, like I wanted to order what I wanted. I wanted to skip training sessions occasionally, and I just wanted to feel good physically and mentally. And this is when my identity with performance and feeling good strengthened, and my identity with aesthetics and looking good weakened. And the craziest thing actually happened. Like, so I started to feel better about myself, and I started to naturally come into a body that I was happy with, um, which was like, you know, a, a pleasant surprise, I guess. But I quit caring about calories 
or weight loss. And I started caring more about improving my times, my lifts, and maintaining strength while injured, all of those things. And then I started to value movement because of how it made me feel and what I achieved and not because of some look that I was chasing. So I really finally started to realize what I wish I had realized all those years ago when I stopped being an athlete, which is that when I started, when I moved my body, I felt better. When I pushed myself, I felt better. And when I prioritized real food, I felt better. I also realized that when I tried new things at restaurants, I felt better. And when I took days off, when I was incredibly sore or sick, I felt better. And when I was actually fueling my body for my workouts, I felt better. And suddenly I became someone who identified as a person who cared about how I feel. And I'm able to achieve that through movement. So I know that logically, like going for a 30 minute run is going to do absolutely nothing to change my physique that same day. Like, right. Like, you know, even if you go run a marathon and you lose quote unquote five pounds, it's, it's sweat and water, right? Like you're, you're not losing five pounds of fat that day. Um, but I do know like that 30 minute run is going to make my joints feel better. And it's going to fill that bucket of being someone who wants to push themselves. And it's just going to make me feel better mentally and physically. So kind of going back to like where I was like zoomed out. I love training. I love everything about it, but zoomed in. I don't, I don't love to work out every day, like every day that I do it. I don't even like it a lot of the time, but I like the way I feel when I do it. And I especially like the way I feel afterward. I like setting and achieving goals. Um, exercise and movement have always filled buckets for me, just not always the right ones, but they do now. And that's how I became someone that moves almost every day. So I guess my challenge here is think about what movement means to you in your life. Do you move your body to feel better, to increase your longevity, to improve your quality of life? If so, great. I challenge you to find value in movement outside of an aesthetic. And I promise you the aesthetic will probably follow. All right. Thank you for going on that journey with me and listening to another episode of Person Player Professional. Uh, If you want me to dive deeper onto any part of this, kind of like skimmed over a lot of parts, just reach out to me. I would be happy to do that in another episode or a private conversation. But if you got any value out of this, please like, review, rate, subscribe, all of that stuff. Share it with your whole family, all of your friends. Play it at Thanksgiving dinner. Um, It's a little early for that, huh? (laughs) Anyway, If you have a story you want to tell, a truth you want to speak, something you want to share, please reach out to me. My contact information can be found in the show notes. And I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week. Thanks for joining me.